Welcome to TA1, everything you want to know about adventure racing and then some. I'm your host, legendary Randy Erickson, and it is 30 days to the Cameco Cowboy Tough Adventure Race World Championships and Family Reunion. So we last few weeks and the next few weeks up to the race featuring um, some of the different teams that will be there. Of course, I've been doing that for quite a while. Anyway, this week is uh, Scott Carey, and it was interesting chat. Uh, one little update, and I suspect everybody can um, relate to this, but uh, their teammate, Melissa Miller, was sick, injured, had some ribs or something like that, and on antibiotics and pneumonia, and... Uh, Unfortunately, they had to find a replacement for her, um, and they did. I think they found a good one. Um, Whitney Hedberg will be racing with them. Uh, Whitney is a former guest on the show, so you can go back and listen to that episode. But um, definitely no drop-off in talent there for uh, Team NV Journey. Now they might have to be Envy Journey Naira. But we all know how that works. It was um, a busy weekend for me. I had the uh, Tatanka Mountain Bike Race. 85-mile race starts at Mount Rushmore here in the Black Hills. And is um, like 83 miles a single track, basically, on the Centennial Trail. Finishing up in Sturgis. Uh, managed to shoot that, and the marathon 50-miler, and even the part of the sprint race. So that was a long day on Saturday for me and uh, my assistant, the Chili Dog. Sunday, got up early, hiked in uh, two hours to catch the Mystic Mountain Trail race. Was it 40, 46 years racing in the Black Hills here? like a eight-mile trail race, over 100 runners. So that was kind of fun, and we got a nice early uh, hike in. So um, are you packing yet? Anyway, let's uh, get on with the show. So this is um, Scott Carey from uh, N. NV Journey, and we'll be talking about uh, uh, adventure racing. Imagine that. So, go fast, take chances, and uh, don't forget to hydrate. Thanks for listening. Bye. Hello, this is Scott. Hey, Scott. You're on the air with the legend, so to speak. This is Randy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a hell of a way to start, isn't it? I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> uh, I'm not either, but um, well, at least at least we're on the air. So only not till next week. <laughs> so how are you? Doing all right. Doing all right. Sitting sitting doing paperwork's what you said. Sounds like pretty exciting, huh? Yeah, yeah. I uh, I'm a uh, civil engineer that works on airports. So, and so busy working through some things at work. Yeah. Well, you should be here. I I actually need an engineer to figure out uh, my roof load so I can put some beams in. <laughs> I know a couple guys that do that. I try not to do anything that that goes over people's heads. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of like, if we really just like overbuild it, then we're safe. <laughs> so. so. Well, it, okay. So here's here's the one thing I'd say is is watch your connections. Yep. So, well, but what I have to do is take two posts out and put some glue lambs in. But I'm only I'm only carrying yeah. six foot of overhang, so it's yeah. it's not a lot of it's not a lot of weight. But you definitely want to, yeah, not have it fall down yeah. on anybody. So. <laughs> but at least at least with me, it's only two people. It wouldn't be a whole airplane. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, I like it. Yeah. yeah, flat and straight. That's what my job is. Wow, geez. That's, that's what we tell people. <laughs> I like that. So that's um, all I do. Yeah. 
so I talked about this a couple of episodes ago. How come there's so many engineers in adventure racing? Cause I don't know. It, it, my my theory well, is it's part of my thing. Your problem solvers. Part of my thing is the map. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Let me ask you. The maps and the and thinking. Yeah. If you were if you were sitting at home, would you be in in sight of a map normally? Um. Probably. <laughs> Yeah. I'm trying to think. There's generally something around, or the and there's the pile of all the the race maps that I keep looking at that I'm going to use again sometime. Yeah, yeah. Sitting there from previous races, and, and yeah. uh, getting an idea what what other people have done. And now there's a lot of fun in the research. Well, ready to go into another race too. So, so do you look at like? Trying to guess. Go ahead. I said no, trying to guess you know, where Mark Harris might go and where he might have permits and and uh, trying to piece some things together to to really be as prepared as you can. So okay, before so you get that mad dash. Yeah. Before things start. All right. You tell me you tell me where where Cowboy Tough is gonna go. What your research has told you. Not that I know. <laughs> well but you, but it's true, everybody's doing that. You know, you're everybody's yeah. looking at maps. Everybody's looking at Google Earth, and trying to make some assumptions, and, and it it is fun. So I say, well, is this going on the air? I don't want to. I don't want that. Well, not till next <laughs> week. <laughs> That's what this is all know, about: uh, bringing out all the dirty yeah, little yeah. secrets. No, I, we're looking at it. Um, there's two of us digging in, and just. When we can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, trying to piece together that, what, 40-plus miles of pack rafting with the glass of water and then knowing that, that you know, they have to end in Casper and remembering mm-hmm. some of the old courses, trying to piece together some of the highlights of some of those things and knowing there's going to be big transfers I call them transfers on bike. Yeah, I think that's fair. Big long roads on bike. So that's that's the basic for us, and um, trying to figure out the the areas where we're allowed to be. That's the other one. Um, oh. Take that map and start pulling the areas that most likely we won't be able to get into, and that starts narrowing down your routes pretty quick. And. Uh, yeah. I think the first year we got, he gave a lot of clues his first year at Cowboy Tough. We got uh, 75% of the course figured out, roughly, where it was going to go that first year. Um, it had been, it's, a, it's a fun game to get into. So. Yeah. I always, um, when Primal Quest was here in the Black Hills, Paulette did it and by by making a few assumptions, it it you can do a lot. Yeah. Like we, you know, she knew that they were going to do a you know a long paddle, and the only thing you could paddle is the Cheyenne River, so that kind of told you that the course was going to go anti-clockwise, and um, you know you think, well, you're going to go climbing in the needles in the Black Hills. Well, it's kind of surrounded by wilderness, so there's only one way in and out. And yep. It was fun because I, I knew the course and would sit there and try to watch or try to figure it out. And it's, you got about 95% of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, we're excited. But, we're excited to get up and yeah. get going. We'll be good. We'll be good. Yeah. Well, you still got to do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And find out find out once we get once we get there all the things we didn't get right. So. Yeah. And, uh, um, how much easier or maybe even harder would it be if, if they said, here's the TAs a month beforehand? Cause you still have to do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think you get some people, I don't know. I don't know. Um, that I see people trying to tailor a little too closely to what they think they can do different sections mm-hmm. in and possibly get into more trouble. 
Yeah. Um, if you had those TAs figured out. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We did um, have one big race where they gave us the, the the maps after the start, pre-plotted, which was not was good. Mm-hmm. But um, that one, the only problem we had was that they had two map makers, depending on whether you're on foot or on bike, and they had different um, map legends. So when you flopped between the two, one had, you know, a nice fat line for a road, and the other one had all the roads literally turned off. (laughs) And so after three or four days and flipping a a page, all of a sudden it went, wait, I'm I'm at a road and there's no road on my map. Hopefully you figured out that the map just didn't exactly show the road. That's fun. It's fun stuff. Yeah. And figuring out all the teams. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Here in the Black Hills, we'll have we'll have quads that one one will be twenty you know twenty meter contours, and the one next to it will be (laughs) forty. That's. uh... (laughs) So if I'm doing anything, I take you know big you know the marker and write forty all the way across the map, so you remember. But hopefully, it doesn't change mid map. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, they do. Like when we had the 24-hour row game down in Custer State Park, um, half of that map would be 20s and half would be 40s. You know, printed together on on the on the row game map, and yeah, it's a uh, it, it's wacky. But I know if you look at you know like Adventure Medical kits maps. They got big arrows pointing north that they write all over it just to remind themselves. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We 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 may be talking kind of silly, but it is true, right? You want to make sure you got the map oriented the right way. Just yeah, even that. We had a um, couple years ago. We had a compass um, flip the polarity mid race, hmm. and middle of the night, standing on the side of this hillside, walking up this road, going, "I know I'm supposed to be on this road." but it says I'm going the wrong direction and the hillside should be on the other side. And, uh, hmm. we, uh, we luckily had a, another, a couple of compasses actually and pulled it out and I looked, we looked at them again and we're like, Oh no, you're not doing this to us again. We're like, we are, no. So just kind of scratching <laughs> your head. Yeah, it's been a long time without sleep. And, yeah. 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 And we had a screws up like that. We had a little office space party on the, on that, on that compass, jumping up and down on it, like <laughs> like the printer in office space. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> pulled out the other one and kept going. So yeah, that was a fun day. Have you ever? Well, I mean that, that's kind of what like this, but I, I mean, well, how do you realize that the compass is wrong? Because you know you got to trace your compass, but. I've actually, I think I've told the story before, been in a, in the clouds and, you know, in low-lying clouds on a ridgetop and, and think, well, my compass is 180 degrees wrong because yeah. that, that's not right. And it's like, you know, fortunately I was close to home, so it's like, oh, and now I understand that. But how do you how do you realize that your compass is wrong or did you just think something's wrong? Well, we, we knew where we were coming from um, and we knew we'd mm-hmm. come we were uh, heading north and that we should have terrain on our, you know, on our left in the direction we were traveling. Yeah. And the, if you put the compass to it, we knew we had to cross you now this river and we knew that this terrain should be on the left. And the compass was saying, go back across the river and terrain's supposed to be on the right. Huh. Um, and it, that was in that case, that's how that one popped up. Um, and then, you know, just, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's a Colorado thing, but uh, or you know, having a good orientation on your major drainages, if you can have that figured out, to know where your major drainages should be going, um, east, west, north, south, and knowing where things are flowing, all of a sudden starts to pop. When it gets darker and nastier, that's that's a little different. But most of the time, you can pick up two or three of those things. And that that yeah. particular case, it was. It was probably 2 a.m. We, well, yeah. We're sitting there doing it, kind of like 
stop, check. Okay, double check. No. Um, rather slow down and make sure it's right than, than uh, keep going and get even further off from where you think you should be. Yeah. yeah. I think compasses are, are like smoke alarms. They they never go bad in the day. It's always 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that I, I'm not certain, but uh, that might have been a backup that I thought I'd thrown away because I'd, oh, I'd gotten a magnet here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like oh, lesson learned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how did how did you? My favorite question: How did you get in this stupid game? <laughs> uh, I had a I had a friend about I think it was in 2008. Um, actually, my old roommate. She called and she said, um, "So I've got a friend that has an entry to a 12-hour race." And her teammate backed out. And on one week notice, you're the only person I thought was stupid enough that would do it. (laughs) And, uh, yeah. So did that first race and survived. And, and, uh, then these are just kind of, they, you get addicted to it and you just keep, keep wanting to go back for more. So, so yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. What do you? Th- what is it? A- yeah, about that first one that was like, yeah, I want to do this again. I mean, is there anything you can point to, or was it just? It was just fun. I think it's a combo. I think the the mental and physical combined, uh, adding in the mental components, because um, you know, racing. You know, I came from kind of mountain biking. Um long distance mountain biking things and that's fun a lot of fun um but it's it all comes down to you don't have to think about where you're going there's no strategy it's well there is strategy but there's no you don't have to pick where you're going um Mm -hmm. you can't come up with a better way to do something to save time very easily it's fairly well set and the uncertainty and and the components of going to adventure racing are have been a lot of fun and also some of the just amazing places you can get to. Now you're not just on one motor travel. Um, just amazing places and yeah. early morning. Well, I think early mornings in the middle of nowhere. I mean that's <laughs> that's that's one of my favorite things is you know, sunrise on a ridge line and middle of nowhere, and you, you look out way across somewhere, and you're like, hey, I think we're going to be way down there as far as you can see by the, by tonight. So yeah. that's, that's that's something for me. But. Yeah. So you mentioned uncertainty. Is that a, a a big draw for you? Maybe maybe for a lot of people in adventure racing because you don't know what you're going to do. Yeah, I think that that is something that I that I do enjoy about it. Uh, to a point, until it gets yeah. into that questioning whether it's safe or not. Um, mm-hmm. And. Uh, that is definitely something that I've enjoyed is okay. I kind of have an idea and, and our team kind of has an idea and we have to figure out the whole team dynamics and get everybody through it. But it's just, you know, that suspending the concern of, you know, people get into how many miles, how far is it? Like, well, we're going to get there when we get there. And uh, yeah, it's kind of rolling with it. It's an enjoyable place to be. For me, for some reason, yeah, because you're you're a little off your rocker, but um, yeah, that, 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 I mean that in the best possible way. Yeah, totally. Um, I'm good for it. How do you? Yeah, how do you um, evaluate something if safety wise? I mean, have you have you have you been in a race where you get someplace and you're like. Mm, no, we're going to have to find something. I know they want us to go this way, but we're not going to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the experience we had, probably the, the craziest experience was we had a teammate um, that we hadn't been able to race with before that actually got really behind on, uh, couldn't eat, all kinds of 
concerns and we got onto some snowfields. Um, and you had to, there was a pretty significant slide potential of rock at the bottom. And he didn't have any concerns. No, no, I can do it. And we're like, it's a long way out of here. Um, but the, I don't know, kind of the, the process we've always used is, or at least I've kind of grown used to, is the further away from someone that can help, mm-hmm. the less risk I take. Mm. Um, and we were having to um, try to get down down from that area and trying to figure out how to get that person down as well. Um, and it changed our approach. I mean, a 15-minute or a 20-minute scree-filled slide turned into three hours trying to find something that was a little bit better um, to get out of there and try and not have somebody break anything or that's something luckily um, we've been lucky enough is we've gotten minor injuries, but none of them have been, none of them have been, um, you know, race ending on a, like a trauma level. So that's been good. Yeah. Yeah. So your safety protocol is working. I guess. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What? Yeah, you know, I get on these tangents on this. What would it take in a race for you to like say, yeah, this is really sketchy, but we're going anyway? <laughs> or <laughs> a couple of teammates. <laughs> would, would, would you have to be winning the world championships to like? Yeah, this is probably not a good idea, but let's go. Well, I know I'm not going to win the world championships, so yeah. I have a job. Um, but, uh, you know, a couple teammates, and we, everybody has their kind of their specialty or they're, they're trying within our team, people that know, we know each other's backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not, I'm not amazing. I don't really like water. Um, Yay. My, you're my soulmate. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I like water, but I don't like it when it gets ugly and I think the boat's going to capsize and I'm going to swim mm-hmm. and I get two or three, one or two of my teammates go, we got this. And, yeah. uh, then, okay, I'm good. Um, and we'll keep moving. So, um, that's the, the team. If I have some, some people that I trust, that that's one of their, places that they feel the most comfortable, then that's a significant driver for me. Um, yeah. And making sure everybody's on board with it. That's that's probably the biggest okay. one. So. Yeah. So you guys are racing as, as NV Journey. Yeah. So obviously obviously that's part of journey racing, but what's what's N V stand for? Well, um, raced under a, a name of uh, Nordgray. Um, for since 2009 and so we took um, a couple of our that's that's where I have raced and uh, mm-hmm. for the most part along with a, a team called Seek Adventure and mm-hmm. when uh, um, PQ um, decided to lay for a year um, yeah. we uh, teamed up with our friends at Journey um, for a composite team so between the two yeah. two groups, we've yeah. known those guys for a long time. Some good friends there. So yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys are all basically Colorado. Have you all raced together, or have you just all been at the same races? Been at the same races and uh, raced around each other. Um, Everyone's following up the same pace lines. Um, mm. So um, yeah, it's a little bit of a trying to make sure that we you know the team dynamics and things are well and and uh getting through it right now so yeah so have you guys been able to to get out and train together or you're not too concerned about that we're talking like once um about once a week right now and we actually mm-hmm. just had um two of us are are here right in denver one's in salt lake and one's in grand junction so we're trying to link up where we can um, so I was out with, with Lee on, on Sunday morning, actually, I, I take it back yesterday. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking Back-up. today's Monday too. So I yeah. understand that. <laughs> but they, um, working that and then we're um, going to get up to 
uh, never summer and do a 24. Um, we've got a um, walking wounded right now. Ian, he uh, he uh, broke his wrist in a charity mm-hmm. ride uh, four weeks ago, and he's hoping he gets his, yeah. his cast off this week. And uh, so uh, he's definitely not coming up to try and re-break his wrist in a week and a half. Yeah. Um, and working through working through all those things, you know. <laughs> yeah. Just being honest. It's always with something, other, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we're just like, okay, yeah. what's next? Yeah. So when you guys have your weekly conversation, what are you – Not you know, it's not really doesn't matter what you're talking about or exactly what you're talking about, but, but what are you trying to learn about each other? Um, you know, part of it's just logistics. And then also it's mm-hmm. figuring out the you know, what makes different people tick um, and trying to figure out who's going to – and we have different roles assigned, but then work on the balance. Um, so um, trying to understand what is going to bother someone else on the team, or we hear something else that's popping up, or, hey, what do you guys think about this idea? Um, it's trying to get a, a good, um, comfortable communication strategy and setting expectations and getting that honesty there. So um, I think it's... Like, oh. Feeling pretty good about it. So. That's good. Yeah. Um, okay. So you, you you said honesty. So I'm going to ask you this question: What's the one thing that a teammate does that just drives you crazy? Says they're training and doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> that would be That's the one. Fair thing. enough. Yeah. We all have things that that we got to do and. Um, and that's not this group at all. Um, yeah, we all have, um, things that we have to do and just saying, Hey, we are all going this with eyes wide open. We understand where yeah. each other are at. All agree yeah. going into it. That's probably the biggest one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's one of the nice things that kind of knowing everybody that's on your team. It's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure all those people are doing what, what needs to be yeah. done. Yeah, and we get, you know, and start talking to each other and people are apologizing, you know, everybody cares. So, I'm, you know, I, I thought I was going to get another one of these in, but that didn't happen. looks like I need to change this. We're like, cool. Don't even sit, you know, no one's even asking or or even talking about it. It's, how's everybody doing? So, yeah. that's, that's good. How much, yeah. How much of a race like an expedition race like Cowboy Tough coming up is the physical and how much of it is just mentally knowing what's going to happen and that you can deal with it and and it is what it is? Um, I, I've been asking that question recently. Um, <laughs> I've got a I've got a four and a half year old um, and so the training I used to be able to get in, which isn't amazing amounts, but still a decent bit to be able to, yeah. to perform as I always wonder about. And, uh, you know, we we're kind of going, okay, what's, what kind of litmus test, test each year? It seems like there's this balance of having the amount of miles in your body, um, that knows, okay, I need to slow down and go about this pace and my body can do this for this long. And, um, yeah, I don't know, Randy. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, there's a bounce there. You've so done. Yeah. I've been seeing people get go down recently that um, go down for you know endurance related illnesses. And, uh, it's been interesting to watch. Yeah. Well, it's it's a fine line to yeah push yourself that hard that much, but but do you, I mean you've. Yeah, so 2008. So you've been doing this almost well nine years, and yeah, I mean, you know, you know what your body can and can't do, right? I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) I just um this year I I try and do like one, at least one event. I don't do a ton of events per year. Um, I try and do Mm -hmm. one um, fairly significant event before one of these races, Um, and then. like this year was 
um, got to go out and do dirty Kanza, um, which was surprisingly hard in Kansas, um, but good, really good. Yeah. And kind of no gauge. Okay. My body is doing it. It does remember. And then get with the teammates and do the same thing. So, and remember how to dial, dial up, um, and dial down. So some short stuff to get the heart rate up, but then remember how to keep it down and just keep going. So, For you, yeah. <clears throat> how, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm asking some strange questions today. I don't know why, but <laughs> how much, well, it's because I ask strange questions all the time. Um, what, in, what a percentage can you go harder when you're with a team than by yourself? Oh, God. Mm. Uh, we're actually just, that's, that was funny. Lee and I were actually talking about this yesterday. Um, just talking about we did a, it was actually, yeah, we did a, um, a trail half marathon yesterday on, with packs. We just had planned <laughs> just to go out for a run. Um, and we just got going and kept going. And just having somebody else there for accountability is it makes it a lot easier to train a lot mm-hmm. easier for me. Um, yeah, it's probably, I don't know. That was probably worth uh, another 15% out of me. And the same thing out of Lee where he's just kind of, yeah. we're there going. So, yeah. Well, that's 30%. You get, you get another yeah. 30% out of Melissa and Ian. That's 60%. You guys are, you guys are top <laughs> 10 team now. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it works that way. <laughs> We're gonna do the best we can and just yeah, yeah. just keep cranking. Yeah, we're our goal is our, our you know we're trying to be humble and humble. You know, the goal is mid pack and full course and see if we can do better than that. So yeah, um, when you when you go to a race like this, the big race, a lot of teams, you know a ton of people there. Yeah, can you lose? Can you lose? Focus a little bit before the race, because I I can find myself like, oh, I've been sitting here hanging out talking to somebody for an hour, and I should be doing something, quote unquote. I don't know what it is I do, but can you can you fall into that trap, or or are you guys you have you have a lot more to do? Are you pretty focused on it? Um, my goal is that most everything is pretty well as best you can be dialed before you get there, so the time there now it doesn't really get in the way i mean it's a long race doesn't really matter to me i mean they're saying okay we haven't got got our bins figured out okay we got to work on this we got to get that done those type of things and then uh, roll over into actually being able to talk to people because you actually learn i i find that especially when um for nav learning from each other you can you can pick up some some tricks other people are people are using, or you can find some things that hey, I was trying to add this one last little detail I'm trying to figure out that somebody else has already figured. Those start to to come through that way too. Um, yeah. I I I think it's worthwhile the um those any of those discussions around the race um, generally are helpful, um, and you can learn something pretty quickly. Like, oh, didn't think about that. Um, yeah. Especially when you get that, and when, and I don't think that's going to happen on this race, but when you can get that, uh, um, when people are all in a similar area doing um, map planning. Oh, all yeah. Sudden, all of a sudden, somebody has a brilliant idea in the room, and, uh, you know, it's it's not super secret most of the time, and people will share, and, huh. That could work. Um, just try and constantly learn. Yeah, so. that's a, yeah. It's a little bit. Uh, well, we don't know. If, I don't know if there's going to be a blackout this year, but it's a little harder at Cowboy Tough because literally everybody just. Some people are in the park. Some people are in the hotel. Some are yeah. in the room. So. I think we uh, did at Ramcota. We were actually out in the hallway one year. That was the best place we could lay out maps. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. There's probably five or six teams out there playing, trying to figure it out. 
figured out. Yeah. Um, and this this is a very specific question for for Cowboy Tough, but how many trips do you think you'll make to Walmart? <laughs> <laughs> if I'm lucky, none. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah. I, I think the over under on me is probably four. Yeah, no, we we try and come up. I, we got a van. We try and come up rigged with a bunch of extra stuff, so so that we can just slide in. And it's whether or not we throw it in the in the race bin or not is all it comes down to. But yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, yeah. we might yeah, stop I, on the I, way. I, but yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> I had to I had to make a trip there after the race started last year because um, my gimbal the battery connection it galled together the aluminum yeah and I had to get two ten I had to get two ten inch vice grips to get it apart after the race started. <laughs> For, fortunately, Walmart was on the way of the race more or less. Yeah, on the course. <laughs> We try try and come it, come ready uh, or with extras, and that yeah, yeah, got a big truck that can carry it all, so we can carry a few extra things and leave them in the truck when we're it, before we go. Well, yeah, that's why I like this race because I I don't have to pack; I just throw all my bins in my truck, and it's like yeah, nice, isn't it? I got it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's really nice. And then I'm bringing I'm bringing extra stuff for people too, so. <laughs> Good thing I do have a truck. So, um, I, I should know this, but that would be like research. But how many years have you done Cowboy Tough? Uh, we did. The, I did the first two years. Okay. Um, and then skipped. It was, and then skipped a year, and then it, it uh, overlapped with um, Primal Quest Tahoe, and um, okay. had to choose between those two. Went out and did Peak yeah. Tahoe instead. Um, and Lee has done two years. Um, Ian has done two. I don't think Melissa has um, done peak, has done uh, cowboy yet. Hmm. Wow, she's so far away. How could she possibly ever do it, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Um, you know, there may be some overlap in the course, but yeah. Do you think how much of a head start do you get? Just by having been racing in Wyoming, racing you know, racing the adventure enablers races, as opposed to somebody that's never been there. Oh, here, let me ask. Yeah, yeah. But this is this is a better question than that because obviously that helps. Which helps more, having done the race a couple of times, or living and racing in Colorado, which is kind of similar altitude, terrain, heat things. I, I would say number two, the terrain okay. and altitude, heat, um, yeah. that and understanding, oh, even you now even being actually uh, the the types of maps to expect out of mm. out of U.S. map systems. Um, yeah, that's huge. Yeah, and knowing that what a Forest Service road sign means, um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah. No, knowing whether the sign is a temporary logging road or not that you're mm-hmm. walking up to that that is uh run into that one before we had no idea what that meant yeah. and ended up going the wrong yeah. way for a long time so those are so, those are some some good items to to help make decisions more quickly um yeah. and, and that the nice hot wyoming wind and understanding what's happening what happens every day running through the yeah running through wyoming so you important so. yeah so you guys you got to do the uh uh the the infamous almost deadly paddle the second second year first year second year first year? first year the one that put everybody on the shore yep yep so yep. you ended yeah so <laughs> did you know that like okay it's going to get dark and it's going to get this wind's going to go down. This lake's going to be like glass. We just have to wait it out. <laughs> we snuck out. and We uh, were just ahead of it. We ah, uh, so. we were on the lake. We had like, um, oh, probably three miles to go, and we could pretty much head into the wind 
um, and finish it. Um, and we were bailing is how we got through it. And we got to yeah. shore and went, man, I don't want to be behind. Um, second year, we almost got blown into shore um, and had to, to coach coach one of our guys to say, it's okay because yeah. if we capsize, we're going to get blown to shore. <laughs> the wind's that hard. We're going to end up on shore. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, one way or another. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, that was that was an interesting year. We were on we were running the shoreline doing doing some orienteering points going that does not look fun. But we knew that that year it was go as fast as you could um to get off the water. So Yeah. 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 So and the other yeah, the other thing is do you kind of maybe maybe forget or just kind of chuckle a little bit with all these teams that come in and are like God, the altitude is just killing us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have less weight. I weigh more than they do, so I don't get. Yeah, yeah. I'm like yeah. I weigh more. You have altitude issues, so I just kind of laugh. Yeah. We did a um, had somebody that decided they wanted to grab blood samples um, a couple years ago at the end of a race, and they pulled it and they they uh, did some tests and they went, "Are you from my altitude?" I'm like, oh, kind of, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. I go, well, that's good. Otherwise, you'd be a blood doper. It's like, oh, <laughs> okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that compliment. I think that's a compliment. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I, we uh, right. we go between sit and live. I live at 6 and go up to 8 a lot, but sleep at 8 a lot, and we train up there yeah. as much as we can. Yeah, you kind of – Right in that sweet spot. So. Hope so. Yeah, it seems to work pretty well. Yeah, yeah. I know we live. We live at. So we sleep at fifty six. Then I'm using training is it lightly. A lot of times lower than that. Like yeah. in rapid is three five. It's like it, it kind of knowing now. It's like well, no wonder I was fairly good. A long time ago, <laughs> you still are. I didn't have to do anything. I lived. I lived in the sweet spot for tra- altitude training. <laughs> yeah. We try and get up even higher when we can, just to get that feeling going. So yeah, it hurts, but yeah. it's gonna work. So. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna. We're gonna do some some uh, cliche questions here for a little bit. Is that okay? Sure. Sure. That's a cliche right there, asking if it's okay if I ask questions. But um, the one that – and people kind of like this, but is that I like is your your best and your worst six hours racing in your career. I remember the worst six hours. Um, Everybody does. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely remember that. Um, that was um, when I was learning – trying to get in better paddle shape and I was laying in the front of the boat with my teammate behind me trying to get me to paddle and I couldn't physically sit up and I was apologizing and you know offering to do anything that she needed (laughs) if she would just get (laughs) me off the paddle (laughs) that's a a a good one. one Learned, yeah, learned a lot. Like, never gonna let that happen again. So, I just mm. couldn't physically sit up. It was, it was huh. painful. That's a that's a pretty that's pretty um, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I I was trying to think of a, a politer word, and I had to ask you. That's just kind of dumb. <laughs> oh, that was horrible. That was horrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Best. I'm thinking of um, it was a it was a really cool mountainous race and we got they sent us through some areas that were just the most brilliant mountains I'd ever seen in my life Um, one of the just amazing course and just going for hours without seeing anyone and and these amazing trails, um, lakes, and everything else that went with it. It was it was, it was an amazing course. 
that I just I remember the you know, waking up early in the morning, seeing seeing terrain and just being super jazzed. Waking up meaning getting used to sunrise coming up. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's normally where yeah. I get my biggest buzz is that early morning, early morning aha moment when you get to see amazing places. I don't think any sunrise is better than an adventure race sunrise. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, cliche question number two. If you could go back to, like, say, 2009 and talk to yourself, is there any piece of information that you would give yourself about adventure racing, what you know now? <laughs> it costs a lot of money. <laughs> Decided to really want to do this. <laughs> that's that's probably the best hit anybody could give anybody ever about it. That's probably the biggest one. Yeah. 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 I, I'm. I'm. I, yeah. I I, I kind of never thought about it. I kind of thought maybe you know some training or lifestyle or something. But that's that's a. You, you nailed it. Not just a pair of shoes, a pair of shoes and a pair of shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good. Like You're good. One more thing. Yeah. Oh, packraft. Oh, yeah. I'll get one of those. Oh, I should have. Oh, yeah. It never oh. ends. I, oh, although thing. I think it's kind of ending now, because what yeah. else are you going to be able? To, so, unless yeah. they start doing paragliding. <laughs> or the, the latest one, the the one that always gets that we hear it over and over is okay another a different a different bin requirement another race another yeah. bin every time yeah so yeah. plenty of storage bins that's yeah so do we um well at least no rollerblading or kick biking anymore yeah yeah i luckily missed those <laughs> there was actually i think there was one or two races that popped through that said they were going to do that and i actually avoided them no i think i'm good <laughs> yeah yeah oh i'm busy that weekend yeah <laughs> Um, okay, I'm going to finish up, yeah. maybe, but <laughs> um, with my bucket list question. So, one, your bucket list race, and and, and the hard part, because you're probably going to say God Zone, because everybody does, or Patagonia. Um, th- am I right? <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't thought about it. Oh. No. Hey, well, you... Okay, so I'll let you decide. But you're going to race with three new teammates. It can be anybody that's ever raced, is racing, but you can't have raced with them before. So you can't race with your teammates. Okay. So who's your, who's, who's your three new teammates going to be? I'm not even going to put names to that. I'm going to put okay. characteristics to that. All right, I'll, so I'll, I'll accept that. The way I look at it is people that are compatible and mm-hmm. um, have similar goals in terms of what, how they want to race and want to have some fun and go fast. And beyond that, it's it's not a person, specific person or anything else. There's lots of people I'd love to learn from. Um, um, you know, this is this goes back a couple of years, but we did a mountain bike race in Vail one year and we had, you know, stand there checking in the same time we were for a short adventure race with Ian Adamson. And that was one of those days mm-hmm. you're just like, wow, just met a legend kind of, and that was more than enough. Yeah. Um, hmm. Or actually on Vail too, is you get up on top of Vail and you're riding your mountain bike and there's a trail called Closers Climb. And you just go, you know what? I don't, I don't want to go up Mike's, Mike's route because it's gonna hurt. You just know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I don't, I don't want to go up that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's not the easiest. Yeah, way we're up good up. at, we're good here. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's just, that's the way I kind of look at it. On the the bucket yeah. list, you know, PQ was pretty high on that, and that was yeah. able to do that two years ago. Um, and the question is, how many more races? Um, to do for me, really. So, how many more years of yeah. of pushing 
while also trying to balance that with family and other things. So, Could you see, this is how I always lie, but could you see yourself taking like a 10 or 12 year break, you know, for family and stuff and then, and then coming back? Or do you think it'd I'm be too, too old, hard Randy. to come back? I'm too old, man. Oh, I'm, bold. I'm, I'm 40, <laughs> 43, I think. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to try to do that at 50. No, I should. I might have to write that down someplace. Except I'm too old, so I won't be around. <laughs> yeah, it's a question. Yeah, is it? Are you gonna yeah. enjoy it at that point? Um, trying to trying to get back to some level that you thought that you remembered you were at before. That's that's where I struggle. Yeah. I don't want to. Yeah, but but that. you know I um. You know, I I raced hard and was pretty good for yeah. a long time, and then oh, I kind of took a break and and but then started doing races, and it was like I'm I'm fine where I'm at, and and now I'm like I'm fine where I'm at. I'm getting I'm having a good time. I'm yeah getting to play out here. So you know, I don't think you necessarily feel like you have to come back to where you were. Yeah, I've thought about trying to so, help some people with some of their races. That's actually been yeah. running across my mind a few times. Um, get, give back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just to to stay engaged and to help and, and to do different things. So, but that has to be balanced yeah. with making sure that I got a, um, there for my wife and five year old. Yeah. 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 yeah there is that part. Uh, yeah. So, all right. Well, I'm going to close this by saying so when we're, Standing in a hallway, BSing in thirty-five. Well, let's say thirty-seven days before. Yeah. Two days before the race, we're we're learning. <laughs> we're not wasting time. That's what I say, man. I say that every. All right. I get. I get. I get. Uh, I have one. One of my teammates is always like, "Why are you talking to so many people?" I'm like, "Because I'm figuring things out for you, buddy." <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. You'd be surprised what I can figure out. So, yeah. all right, that's a good place to stop. So, well, thanks, Randy. Thanks, thanks for the chat. Yeah, it's, appreciate it. Sometimes, sometimes when we're in the same time zone, it gets difficult to find a time that works. It's weird. It's no. al- it's almost always easier. Like New Zealand is the easiest. <laughs> so, I'm glad it worked out for us. Yeah, appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you. Okay, thanks. See ya. Talk to you Bye. later. Bye. This is a song about a town right in the middle of America. It's where rock and roll first started. Alan Freed coined the phrase. That's a little ditty. Hey, <clears throat> what? Okay, Cleveland Rocks.
Austria rocks. Austria rocks. Switzerland rocks. Switzerland rocks. Norway rocks. Norway rocks. Denmark's not bad. Denmark's not bad. Sweden's great. Sweden's great. Cleveland. Cleveland rocks like a mother. <laughs> 